everyone, and welcome to another episode of SDGC. I'm Derek. I'm joined by most of the SDGC cast. We've got, uh, in, in proper order, Jeff, Finn, Justin, and CJ. How's it going, guys? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. You know what? That's enthusiasm. I'll take that. That All counts. All the coolest kids are here. Yeah. So we've got we've got some news to talk tonight. We got a lot of stuff about Evo in particular to talk tonight that I think is is mostly good news, mostly like feel good kind of news and stuff to talk about. Uh, we've got a little shit talking to do. Uh, we've got a little bit about what we've been playing to do. But first, how's how's everybody's night going? Oh, uh, right. you know it's been a good night. It's just it's a little busy, but you know what? That's all good. Yeah, Finn. Um, you have something special you want because you can't really be here for the show. But you put a few minutes aside for for something. Yes. So uh, I'm here to shill. You've been very busy. And the thing that's kept you very busy is kept you <sighs> off SDGC for a while now. But it's coming to fruition. That's true. Uh, and it's good. So so uh, today, a brand new game dropped on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Uh, Shin Chan Summer. Um, hold on. Let me pull up their full full ass name because it's a mouthful you think matthew shin don't chan you know? me and the professor on summer, oh, vacation, summer vacation the endless, the seven, endless day seven day journey. journey yeah so uh i have been in charge of the western launch of this game uh handling every aspect of it solo uh it has been daunting to say the least it has been extremely uh busy and nerve-wracking and awesome and at the same time you know it's just I don't know, man. It's cool. You know, like helping a game come to America and it came out today on switch. Well, uh, like you used to also do, come on PlayStation. You but used that to do PR with like Arxis yes. and, and, and some mean, other I, Bandai but, but Namco affiliated team, you know, like, like I helped bring like crop blaze blue cross tag battle and guilty gear XRD rev two and all kinds of arc system games. I was, I helped with uh dragon ball fighters, stuff like that. But like, that was never me. Like I was always part of a team and they were handling the bigger aspects of it, like reaching out and getting games on the eShop, getting it certified, all that fun stuff. And man, it's, it's, it's wild. It's fun. And I am thrilled that I was able to bring in our good friend, Derek for the crucial component of doing the voiceover for our official trailer. And your boy just crushed it from the get go. Like, like no notes like he submitted his voiceover based on our our talk and our like my our very rough script and he fucking came back with a banger and then i submitted it to japan and they're like hell yeah this guy rocks and now it's a now it's an official promoted tweet and it's an official game trailer and derek's just dope like that it was definitely a bit of a process to get that together (laughs) yeah and he did it in one day because that's that's the time frame we had because that's how Japan works. It's we need this today. We want to prove it for three weeks. Yeah, but we need it today. Not just working uh, with Japan, but working with Japan on like a licensed IP where it's like another yes. layer of complication you've got to get through to get things approved. So, so. I'm trying I'm trying to make sh- figure out what I can and can't say. So what I will say is this is that the process is very complicated because we have Neos, the publisher of the game, Kazayabe and uh, and and oh man millennium kitchen or millennium sink i think it's um, millennium kitchen kitchen yeah uh i always i made the joke that it's it's everything kitchen sink blah blah, blah whatever uh but 
so I have the developer, the publisher, and then also the Shinchan IP holder to have to approve everything. It's it's lots of uh lots of steps, but always it's all good. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's out. Uh, at least this is stage one. You'd think I could relax, but uh, I can't Gotta launch on more systems yet. So can't officially announce it, but soon I'm thinking, I don't know. Uh, does, does SDG want to scoop Monday that some another announcements will be coming uh, okay. regarding PlayStation okay. and PC? Uh, so, yeah, um, we got a limit. We have a, a, a physical edition on the way, which is huge, including a collector's edition, which is also pretty cool. Um yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm just here to shill. Came out today. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I should talk about what the game is. It's it's like well, I'll be part... talking about it because I'm I'm my oh, yeah, what I've right. been playing. That's okay. cool. Primarily what yeah. I've been playing. I will. The last uh, week. I will. I will. It's better to come from someone that's played it rather than someone that's making it anyway. So yeah. Uh, that that's yeah, literally all I got. The, Finn's the the solar suit. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm Finn's like, like I don't even know what a video game is. Yeah, like, Where's I'm, I'm the, the board guy pieces? That plays Cuphead and can't double jump. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, it's just it's it's wild, man. I never I, I when I got approached for this job, um, thanks to some connections I had made in my Arc System days, to do is just basically like a side hustle of my real um, during my day job stuff. I don't know, man. It's just it's been a blast. I've loved it. It's uh, it. I will still have to be missing some SDGC because our weekly um, video calls with the client are on Thursdays at nine. Yeah, that's o'clock. not done for a while. Uh, so they just they've apparently uh, liked my work so much they've extended my contract to October now, which was cool. It was only supposed to be until the end of uh this month. Um, lovely. So that that that's a good feeling. I'm happy uh, for you, bud. I know this is something you've been working towards for a long time to get yeah. back into this world. So I know it's been a lot, but I hope it's been a, a, a growth experience for you. It has been, and I will continue to use my cronyism and nepotism powers to make Derek voice <laughs> all of my trailers. <laughs> just just for the hell of it. Anyway, love y'all. I got to bounce because I have so many reports to write, and I have my call coming up with the the team yeah. anyway. So. Just don't forget the cover sheets on those those reports. Oh no! Uh, what? It, oh man! It's been so long since we watched Office Space. There it is. All right. Love everybody. All right, later, bub. It's on the eShop now. Oh, and we're number four. Somehow we we're. So be easy four. to find. We're though on the bestseller list of the eShop right now. That's just fucking cool. Okay, cool. Bye. All right. So um, let's talk a little bit before we get into the news about what we've been playing. Uh, and let's let's start with CJ. CJ, what have you been playing this last week? Um, I'm still playing. Um, I'm playing one game I can't talk about because it's embargoed yet for review. So look out for that next week. Um, I'm still playing uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Still a great game, but I'm stuck in those fucking circuits, and I want to like throw my controller up against the TV because this game is like. Are you doing the circuit experiences? Yes, bro. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck no, because (laughs) if you're off track, it's such a good payout if you do them all though. One moment. Well, yeah, no, no. I but the thing is, in, um, um, one of the menu books is do it. You just have oh, to okay. do it. You have to. I'm doing the the trial of the dragon, whatever one. Yeah. Dragon trail. Um. Oh fuck, bro. I hate it. I hate this shit so much. Right before <laughs> I was playing, I I, I logged uh, on today. I'm like, man, fuck this game so goddamn much. I hate it so much. I can't believe I spent money on this shit. Um, <laughs> every I I can't find one like purely good PlayStation game that I love because they always fuck with me somehow. Um. But no, no. I it's, I still love it um and in between 
in between that, I've been playing a lot of. I finally got a copy from work. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um. Oh my god. Is that the new? Is that like the 3D platformer? Yes, one? yes, the 3D Kirby. I I'm I'm like one of the few sickos who actually enjoyed the Kirby Star Allies. I liked it a lot. Everyone kind of like you know shit on it because it launched with no content, but I picked it up. We'll bet when they updated it, um, completely. It's so funny to see Derek on the side of the phone there. Um, <laughs> He's a bi- businessman. <laughs> Everyone here is business. Um, the Kirby and the Forgotten Land. It's a great 3D platformer. It's super, you know, simple. I'm playing it on the star, whatever the, the, the summer breeze mode, where it's or spring breeze mode, where it's incredibly easy. Um, and I adore it. I've taken like 50 screenshots, even though there's no photo mode, just of like Kirby and like in floating in the water or like waving at the camera. It's absolutely adorable and everything. Um, I'm a sucker for these kinds of games, and I, I I'm glad Nintendo is like they're they're doing a bit they're they're there's more variety in like their their slate of like platformers because it used to be what is it during the Wii and Switch era it just used to be what the new Super games and that's it mm-hmm. or like um, platformers but now I'm glad like we have Mario Odyssey which is like this big grand return for like 3D platformers um, Tropical Freeze is like maybe the best 2D platformer of like the last. 20 years and it's not even made by them directly and then kirby finally got his own 3d platformer i hope the team makes like a donkey kong platformer up next i really i like a 3d one but you know that's that's wishful thinking but I, as of now i'm enjoying it any uh, as far as anything else i mean justin and i will occasionally play battlefield 2042 together um he's heard me get mad <laughs> <laughs> he's heard me like get mad um yeah, that's about it Pass the uh, the mic here. Uh, CJ, I'm, I'm just curious, really quickly. Have you played Donkey Kong 64? Just because you were talking about like 3D Donkey yeah, Kong. Yeah, I, I I played a little bit of that game. Uh, it's I don't like Rare's 3D okay. because they they're about collecting as opposed to platforming, right? Right. Yeah. So I've never been into them. Donkey Kong 64 seems it, to me it like seems the most enjoyable of all. Of them. Well, actually, no, I like Conquer's Bad for a day. Yeah, I'm I'm like the opposite. I've only the only Donkey Kong game I really played was Tropical Freeze, which is like just a testament to how good that game is because I don't like 2D games, but um man, that's a good game. But uh, I I do like I like Banjo Kazooie. I like a lot of rares. Uh yeah. I, I get all the platforming's not stellar, but I'm like, I just kinda wanna play Donkey Kong 64 because I like the vibes of it. Yeah, and the I vibes, like rare games. That's kind of why I like Conquer's Bad Fur Day so much, because that game's all about story as opposed to truly like platforming mm-hmm. or collecting. It's all about just kind of living in that world um that's the only rare rare like 3d platformer i like um <laughs> which one uh, uh conquers the bad fur day because we're, we're like yeah, you missed like a whole but we're talking about like yeah Kong now. sorry um, work, but, work like, call everyone here is on a work call um and yeah so i i, I don't like dk64 it doesn't really do much for me i'm sure if i can i'll give it a try like i, 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 I should give it a try to, yeah, I know. it's a mess like I, I, I like it but it's a fucking mess um i love that Funky Kong completes his libertarian like transformation and <laughs> into a fucking. <laughs> Where was Funky Kong on January sixth? <laughs> no, because Funky Kong goes from that uncle who like bums you bum, bums your weed off of you, and to now like straight up he is a a warhead. I think um, Funky Kong. I, I I should I should rephrase. I don't think Funky Kong is actually like a maga type. I think no, Funky not. Kong is like a Robert Evans style like anarcho communist type who is just no. obsessed with guns. No, no. Okay, In, that, into like giving, guns and like experimental credit. synthetic compounds. No, no, you're giving it too much credit. Uh, Funky Kong is Matthew McConaughey's character from uh, Days and Confused, um, <laughs> who 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 read like who who listened to Alex Jones and was like, you know what? I, I get it. Um, <laughs> Cranky Kong's full mega, full mega though. Donkey Kong's oh. apolitical. 
Um, Diddy Kong is well is, is also apolitical, but if um, Dixie is whatever Dixie's opinion is, that's what he'll choose to believe. Right, right. Um, that's that's all. That's like, that's the only Kongs that matter. Um, yeah, Lanky <laughs> Kong is a is an Andrew Yang fan for sure. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. Um, <laughs> Chunky's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you sure D- diddy isn't like a hardcore like i'm with her hillary clinton voter no dixie dixie is dixie is the epitome of, like dixie is she is, is is white feminism in like monkey form basically yeah yeah for sure um 100 um <laughs> kitty kong would wear like the i'm with her but because he's like he doesn't know what the fuck right he's a child what does he know exactly. uh <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I'm enjoying Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I, I think it's probably like one of the best like 3D platformers I've played in like a, a while. It's so just wonderful and vibe. I, I love the vibes and everything. Maybe my favorite platformer of the year, I think, so far. It, um, it was a really good game. I really enjoyed my time with it. it. I was a surprisingly good transition to 3D. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it for me. There, there, yeah. That, that, there, there's, there's, there's like my, my, my mandated Donkey Kong opinion for the. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about who all the Donkey Kong characters would vote for. <laughs> you seen that video of, like the the guy going through all the Mario Kart characters, like if they're like political. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like he's like really detailed and also incredibly like accurate. Like I gotta do that with either Donkey Kong or Sonic characters. <laughs> yeah, King K. Rule weirdly still has a Martin O'Malley bumper sticker. <laughs> Bustin, what you've been playing the last week, man? Uh, so I hadn't actually been playing all that much. Um, I, I started a new job, so I've been busy, uh, with that and getting used to the new schedule and stuff. New, but, like, good grown-up-ass job. Yeah. Uh, that treats been, you with respect and dignity. Yeah, it's been good so far. Um, but, um, I have been checking out some Battlefield 2042. Um, there was actually a, re- a recent patch that fixed a lot of my core issues with the game. Like more than I thought they would in a single patch. Um, They have been steadily improving it since launch. Um, I don't need to go into the launch state of that game. Uh, It's pretty well known at this point, but um, so like part of one of of the major issues, and this was kind of one that was underreported because a lot of Battlefield players are on PC, but um, the game had a huge issue with aim assist and not functioning correctly if you were playing with a controller. Um, And in battlefield um that's particularly debilitating and especially when you are there's crossplay with pc players um so it's been actually difficult to play and just actually enjoy the core like mechanics of the game they finally got that fixed um which is huge huge for somebody who's playing it on console like i am um i can now play battlefield and do like how i normally do in a match um but another thing is they actually completely remade one of the maps um and it was it was one of the two that was like people were really ragging on as not being a good map um they basically completely remade it they called it a map rework but like after playing it it's basically an all-new map that just looks similar to the old one and has some of the same points of interest and it plays so much better. And it sounds like they are basically planning on reworking almost every single map that was in the base game based off of player feedback. And if they're as good of an improvement as this one is, 
that bodes very well um, because they took one of the worst maps in franchise history and in the game uh, to be one of the strongest maps in the, in the game currently. Um, and, you know, this season they also have added a new map that's quite good. Um, and so they, 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 and they said, you know, we're not going to be putting out as many new maps, but all of the player feedback is being taken into account with the new maps that they make, and they're going to be going through and reworking um, a lot of the base maps and stuff. So I've just been able to have a lot of fun with it. Like they finally got balance um, kind of sorted out and it it just feels good to play. Like it's still not in the best spot. Um, and I, I'm not sure EA is going to give it the time it needs to really get polished up, but it was just a very nice update to see that it's like, Hey, they're listening to the right things. They're on the right track. And they are getting stuff to a, stuff out to players. That is a pretty substantial improvement, even though, you know, it has taken quite a while. Um, and it's probably not going to speed up anytime soon. But it it was just nice to be able to turn on the game and actually actually enjoy it quite a bit. Um, and a lot of people I know that have been checking it out have been enjoying it a lot more since this recent update, which is good. So I I just Battlefield is like... Like, Battlefield used to be the only, like, multiplayer game I played, like, growing up. So, like, it's a series that means a lot to me. I really, I really just enjoy Battlefield, and it's, it's nice to be able to sit down and play it again without the same level of uh, vitriol as there was, you know, back at launch and everything. So, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really kind of just killing time waiting. Like, I wish I had something to play so bad now that I have like an actual full weekend every week. <laughs> like it's like last week I was just sitting around like, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, Don't worry. Uh, release bombardment is coming soon. I know. Enough. <laughs> I know. Uh, this falls. This falls going to be really good. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. But like just right now, things are a little quiet on my end. Yeah. Well, there's worse things than quiet. Jeff, my man, what have you been playing? Mm, I've been playing a game called Lawn Care Simulator. Um, that's a, that sounds immediately Jeff core. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty realistic. I actually, you don't play it on any kind of game system. I just, I just walk out the back door. <laughs> um, found I would have fully I believed you. Had a bunch of weeds under our back steps. So I had to, um, take my drill and pull off some of the planks to get them out. And they were covered in what I think are gnats, but I don't really know what a gnat is. They were just like tiny little back black bugs. And there was like hundreds of them. So I've determined I had an infestation. Um, we had some old bark under there. So I had to clear all that stuff out because I guess they're attracted to like dead organic matter. Um, so got it down to the dirt, got to try to buy some rocks from the landscape company, put that in. Then I also found out I have something called a uh, sod webworm. Um, cause we had lots of moths in our lawn. Like when I go and mow the lawn or like walk across it, like little moths kick up here and there. So I Google is like, why do my, what I have moths or sorry, I Googled lawn care simulator, uh, moth guide. And, um, they, they basically said they, these are the adult form, the evolved form of a, of a sod webworm. Um, and they burrow under the, under the grass and under the dirt and they just eat at the roots. Uh, but they also turn into the disgusting moths and they're really gross and I hate them. So um, I put quite a bit of time into that. Uh, and then I came in to wind down uh, and booted up some flight simulator. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, they released the um, so the the way the airports work in, in Microsoft Flight Simulator, 
the big like I think the game shipped with like 35 custom airports. So like the big ones like SFO in San Francisco or like London Heathrow, um, uh, you know, like the the big international hubs uh, got some extra detail. Uh, so they modeled them like true to life. You know, they look the way the way that you'd expect them to. But most of the airports in, in standard cities are just kind of auto generated. So they're like kind of like a box. Uh, they they all look a little bit different, but they they're not they don't look anything like the real life counterparts. So that's where the um, you know the the huge market for these flight simulator games is the third party developers, and they work hand in hand with Asobo and Microsoft, because um, basically Microsoft it's basically like how Bethesda works with modders. Um, Microsoft expects these companies to come up and support the game and and sell a shitload of copies uh, of their software. So um, yeah, they so this company released a uh, my airport Edmonton International, uh, so it's pretty exciting. I can live my fantasy uh, of hanging out at my local airport um they've got the uh they even modeled the interior of the terminal so the exterior looks authentic um but they've turned off clipping so you can like fly the drone cam into the terminal and they've got our the world's tiniest chilies in there which i i used to have like a 6 a.m caesar uh every <laughs> every time i took a flight um uh, yeah the attention to detail is pretty good so yeah i'm pretty happy with that uh, it's pretty cool uh and then other than that i'm still just working my way through assassin's creed 2 and like man i'm enjoying this game but holy fuck uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm kind of like i forgot so the, okay so the first Assassin's creed i blew through that in like eight or nine hours this one is like okay now we're getting it's bloated oh it's you know it's not bad i think if i mainlined it it would still be under 20 hours which is reasonable i just i actually was enjoying it so i've been like collecting some of the codex pages because i want to get like um all the memories and uh there's one there's like these little uh hidden glyphs and stuff that show you the truth and there's 20 of them to collect so i've been doing, like a little bit of the collectibles i think i'm 12 hours in but i'm only like 50 percent. and it's weird because i looked it up i'm in the final city or like region there's like four or five regions i'm in the final one and i'm only 50 percent through the story so i'm like i don't know i i kind of thought i was almost done i don't know if that ever happens to you guys where it's like i'm enjoying this but like i'm ready i'm probably almost finished and then you find out you're like what fuck i'm only halfway through so it killed my buzz a little bit um so that's why I, i've been I, like I still remember back when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out and I was <laughs> oh, like no. the first person in our group chat to actually finish it. And people were asking me how much was left. I'm like, you've got like 40 hours left. And it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> you have a, See, a whole game left, bro, which is incredible. <laughs> a, a, good, a great game makes you hit that point and you go, oh my God. Like I remember playing Okami yeah. for the first time. And Okami, oh, Okami's like, a you start to think, one. like, am I getting done with this game? Like, this feels like I might be finishing, like, a short Zelda clone that's pretty good, but, like, scrappy and, and, and maybe not. And then you find, and then it rolls the title screen, like, many, many hours in and goes, that was chapter one of, like, oh, ten. Really? Oh, Okami's huge. Okami is, like, it's... It's like Okami 90 hours. One game Okami that, rules. That it's Okami, trilogy. Okami it, yeah, it, it's straight up. It, it, it pretends to end. It feels like you are hitting the final arc of that game four or five different times. So, and this, these are, this isn't like three endings like close together in the last <laughs> act. No. This game <laughs> feels like, like several Okami games packed together. This stands it's, out it's to me. Incredible. That, like, this is distinct to me because I, I I've never played Okami, but I actually remember looking at it years ago and be like, "Hey, I love this art style. This looks like a cute, fun, like charming game. I should play this." And it looks like an indie game. Like 
I bet it's a small game, small studio. It's probably like that sweet spot of like five to six hours. And I like looked it up on how long to beat. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I mean, and it's not bloated is the thing. Like it it gives you plenty of meaningful like variety to do. It's just that like you finish a game and then it rolls the title screen and says (laughs) that was the (laughs) prologue. Like incredible, man. Okami is so (laughs) CJ Okami is so your shit. By the end of it, you'll be laughing your ass off. I can imagine. Because I've, I've never played it. I've always wanted to play it. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I never got around to it. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still psyching myself up because I'm finally going to play Persona 5, I think, uh, now that it's oh. going to be. It sounds like it's going to be 60 FPS with the, with the new version. It, I played, I've seen video on YouTube that it is. So Yeah, yeah. I played the intro like twice and, and just I, I think I talked about before. I get like those five hours in and then I just remember how much is left. Um, yeah. but I, I really want to try and see it through because I loved Persona 4 Gold. So I put 70 into that game and lost that save file. Never went back. Oh, fuck. Never went fuck. Back. I I debate, and it wasn't my copy. So I'm like, I can't just like, <laughs> it was, um, it was my game shared it with my cousin, but I don't have access to that account anymore. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I, and part of me was like, oh, maybe I should restart it once um, the Xbox version comes out. Um, and I'm like, nah, I, I kind of like the time I have. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't played. I still haven't played Royal. Like I beat five back when it came out, and and like was in love with that game, faults and all. Um, but I very much waited on Royal because I was like, eh, eventually this will hit something that's not PlayStation Four, and sure the fuck enough, it it will. So good. I'm not. I don't have time to go back through Persona Five again with more content unless the game is going to look substantially prettier, which. If I can yeah, do like, it in like 4K 60, hell yeah. I like, I'm still just kind of bitter about the whole Royal thing because I bought the game right when it came out. Um, and then I never got around to playing it. And then Royal was announced, but like, it's not like a DLC. Yeah, or anything. you can't DLC you, expand it. They just, they just you, raw dogged everybody. They literally I were just it. like, shortly after, they're like, buy it again and play it again. And like, I hadn't even played it the first time. So like that just kind of put me off playing it entirely. I was straight up about to say, don't buy persona six when it comes out and wait for fucking persona six Verde or whatever. But like, yeah, I can't I actually, yeah, I actually just want to play the normal persona five. Cause it's shorter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can you I can quit like at the end of, the like with royal the, can the I just... expanded chunk of royal you have to fulfill certain conditions to even get to it okay end, yeah, so. oh, but i know so a I bunch just... of people that played through you just the hit like the vanilla thing ending and then didn't do what they needed to do to access the new because it's content. really obscure the kind of shit you gotta do it's it's, yeah. it's quite stupid okay, number yeah. one that i think that's actually bullshit but number two i like that because i'm just gonna peace out i i got no intest in the extra stuff yeah, but on principle, I don't like that. song. That's so much better. I love it. <laughs> it has some new music. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Persona 4 Golden ruined Persona 4's vibes. I'll just say it. Oh, the, the way worse opening, way worse musical choices. It's anyway. Damn. Uh, while we're on the topic, really quickly, am I the only one bummed that like they're releasing five, four, and three instead of doing it three, four, and five? I, I, I feel it's like a little I, weird. I, I mean, they're like, clearly going for where the money is, but like, yeah, duh. But I'm kind of, but I'm because like they're coming out on Game Pass, but I'm like I already played five. I played a good chunk of five. Let me play the ones I have never had access to yeah. in my entire life because I wasn't one of the five people who had a Vita. And three is gonna f- be the fucking like neutered portable version. That's my but like that's my thing. Three. It seems weird to like, but to like drop like the ones that, that don't have as much as, as many bells and whistles. After, yeah. Or at least drop them all at once. They don't even have the was, decency to just give us Persona 3 FES and give us like party control. No, they're just gonna drop Persona 3 Portable. Eat shit. Persona 3 fans stay losing. 
Uh, we went on a long tangent about Persona specifically. <laughs> Game in, engenders uh, opinions. Whatever. It, it's not like we had a ton of stuff we were going to yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. tonight. So. So, yeah, so I've, I've been playing two games this past week. Uh, I was on vacation, so I couldn't play too, too much. But uh, on the, the car ride and in my uh, little bit of downtime, I played a little more Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak uh, on my Switch, which, look, I've said <laughs> before that Monster Hunter Rise felt like a step backwards to me. Like, it felt like one step, like two steps forward and three steps backward, right? Like, there's a lot of really good shit about Rise, but there's a lot of stuff I really dislike. And, like, Sunbreak does not fix all of my issues with Vanilla Rise. But it's, now that I'm really into the Sunbreak content, it is a better game. Uh, I also switched to Greatsword. I was playing Switch Axe all the way through Vanilla Rise, and it didn't feel very good. I played Switch Axe in World, so I was like, why does this not work? This is a weapon I love using. I switched back to Greatsword, which I haven't used since 4. And, um, oh, oh, there it is. There's my love for this game. So it turns out I just I needed a, a bigger slab of metal to hit hit birds with, I guess. Um, but the I other thing great playing, sword in world that was that was like my great only... sword is very satisfying getting a full yeah. charge off. Um, and then uh, I've been playing, as we mentioned in the beginning, I've been playing the new Shinchan game. Uh, Shinchan, me and the professor on summer vacation, the endless seven day journey. Holy God, that You're is so a hard long about title. saying that. It's a lot of words. <laughs> That's like a light novel title. That's a lot of words, and they don't seem like they all go quite together. <laughs> no, no. But um, it's it's been interesting. I got I got a code for it on uh, Tuesday, and I, I actually streamed the first hour and a half ish of it on Tuesday, which you can watch right here on the official SCGC Twitch channel. But um, caught some bugs. Yeah, yeah, caught some bugs. I've played a little more. I want to stream a little more. I'm going to get I, my, my thoughts together and get somebody to do a review discussion with me. Um, I'll be, this I'll be there. I might have a lot of questions. Yeah, this game's <laughs> really interesting. It's I don't think it's for me, um, but I think it's a lovely game. I don't think it's for me. Um I, when I like these types of like life sim games, it's something like Rune Factory where there's still some combat elements involved and um, the farming is a little bit more, like the farming is a big focus and, and like constant things to upgrade that like give you serotonin boosts because you upgraded your, your bullshit plastic pickaxe into a, an iron pickaxe or whatever. Uh, and Shinchan doesn't have any of that. It's kind of like you get the day and you go out and you catch bugs and you fish and you pick up plants and you do errands for people and you do little bits of story content and and then and then the day ends and it's very free form and open. The vibes are super good. This actually and, sounds like my kind of game. And the sense of humor is is funny and kind of a a weird esoteric kind of way that I don't think will hit with everybody. Um, like a lot of people are used to Shin Chan and they think of the old uh, Funimation gag dub that was almost like South Park. And that's not really how Shin Chan is. And this is a much more faithful interpretation. So it's funny, but it's just funny and kind of like a, a slightly off and weird kind of way. That's very innocent. Um, I think for someone like me, this might be a great game to play while I was like watching a movie, 
right? Or watching a TV show. This is not something that's going to take my full attention for other people who are not looking for big action games and big RPGs and things where numbers go up. Um, it's a very weird, slightly fantastic game about a weird summer vacation with dinosaurs and time travel, like, and also catching bugs. So, um, you know, it's interesting. And where I've gotten, the game has opened up a lot more. So I'm, I'm holding back a lot of my thoughts until I get even further in because I, I get the feeling I'm coming to maybe the point where I understand the game best. I'm just not there yet. So, but I've only gotten the chance to put a couple hours in. I've been working a lot of overtime this week. Uh, work's been a little crazy, so I just haven't had a lot of game time. But Shin-Chan's lovely, and people should maybe check out my stream or, or look into it if they think it might maybe be their kind of thing. That's, that's what I got. Anybody else want to talk about Shin-Chan? Then let's talk about some motherfucking fighting games. Oh, hey, Anorian. What's up, buddy? So, um, this last week we had Evo, which is North America's, maybe the world's, maybe the world's, I don't know. I don't want to justify that. Largest fighting game competition. Uh, this is the first year that it's been run by Sony, if I'm correct. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, cause I know Sony bought out evo what was that last year and no john we're not talking about final fantasy <laughs> and sony um so this, this is sony's first year hosting evo and i think there's a lot to talk about like a lot of small things to talk about around evo this year uh it was a really well-run event way cleaner and more put together than it had any right to be uh it was an incredibly safe event that put the safety of attendees first in a world where COVID is still running rampant, there were some very cool character reveals for a couple of very big fighting games that served like drastically underserved minority populations in the fighting game community. Um, you know, it was just a, a very interesting thing. So I guess before we get into this, what is everyone's here's background with fighting games like at all? I played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in the arcades. Hell yeah. As a kid. That's good enough. Uh, and I thought I was really good because I did. I got high scores in the arcade mode. And then I, 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 uh, I, so I decided to enter a tournament and I did not, I did not know what <laughs> you I got was. beat. I, I don't think I've really played a fighting game, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> fucking like, destroyed you. Fucking destroyed you. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing was I actually, I actually made it past the first round because I didn't really know how to do stuff. And so the guy was just like so taken aback that I wasn't doing anything the way you were supposed to. Uh, that, yeah, that, but um, yeah, so... Me and fighting games don't get along. I, I honestly can't real. I, I have a lot of difficulty with fighting games. Yeah. I control wise. They're just, they don't work with my brain. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm similar to Justin. I have a lot of respect for them and I've enjoyed some, uh, I don't know if they're all good games. Like I'm just thinking back to the ones that stand out to me. Uh, I played clay fighter on N64 with my friends. I was really yeah. hoping I could say that's a good game to the first game you said, but that's not one of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably my first exposure not a great start um but i did play uh i actually I, I had a really good time with a few soul caliber games i 
don't know think it was the soul caliber is good soul caliber as a whole i love deeply i remember liking nightmare uh but i played the one that had spawn in it i think it was maybe soul caliber 2 was that the yeah. original Xbox? That's right. The Xbox version had Spawn. Yeah. The GameCube version had Link, and the PS2 yes. version had Hihachi, Right from yeah. Tekken. Right. Yeah. Talk about uh, talk about fucking loaded. Right. Like you got Spawn, you got Heihachi, but you got fucking Link yeah. on the GameCube. I, I played it. I played it on GameCube. That was awesome. Back then we had like cool features and like exclusives, like console versions. Now we get like stupid comments about frame rates and shit. Yeah. Uh, we, can't, we can't get any. But um, yes, yeah, so I played that. Uh, I tried really hard to get into one of the guilty gear games i think on ps3 maybe my coworker is a big fighting game he used to go to local tournaments so i went to his place and uh he tried to to teach me a little bit guilty um, gear then, will break your spirit if yeah. you don't know fighting games it's <laughs> but, brutal um but i heard it had a really good tutorial system i think that's what got me in it might have been guilty gear exert i can't remember um and then i bought uh dragon ball fighters because i was like just that dragon ball is like the one kind of like nostalgic anime series where i was like if anything can get me into a fighting game it's like because i I remember when I was a kid. Uh, so actually, this was maybe one of the first fighting games I played. Sorry, I'm I'm going on a little too long here, but go ahead. Um, I remember just like everyone fucking lost their mind over. I don't think it was a good game, uh, but it was like not available in the U.S. I think it was Dragon Ball GT, uh, but it was like other than like. I think there was like a Super Nintendo one, but um, oh, are you talking about that PS One game? It was a PS One fighting game based PS1 on Dragon Ball game. GT. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone had to. We all took our PlayStation ones to a local shop that would mod it to yeah. play this. Yeah, so uh, many people like I I knew imported yeah. that game, and then it sucked shit. They paid yeah. like 150 <laughs> bucks for a copy of it. Yeah, and but... it turns out it was just really bad. <laughs> So, so I it was like Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, okay, here's an actually generally well received fighting game. It's Dragon Ball. Uh, but what I found with fighting games is like I respect them, and I actually have a good time learning the some of the fundamentals, and they and everything makes sense. They tell me here's how you pull off these combos, here's how countering works, here's this. Some of them even get talking to frame cancels, and I'm like, okay, this is high end, but I can <laughs> I can handle this. And then the minute I actually get into a match, my brain just dissolves into like the end of Infinity War, where like, and, and I just. <laughs> And I'm up against the wall, and whether it's a computer or another player, I'm just like being juggled and beat the shit, and I can't remember even the most basic functions, and I and I, and I just so it, it doesn't work for me. Um, but it, I think they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think CJ. they're neat. Um, yeah, fighting games. No, not like the the only two series that I truly love to death um, are Super Smash Bros. Because uh, I've been playing Melee religiously, like, since I was young. Like, I, I, that's, like, my, like, that is my game. Um, and, I, and I've and i loved every every game in the series since then. And, of course, and Mortal Kombat. Um, specifically starting with 9. Uh, Mortal Kombat 9 is, like... Yeah, Mortal Kombat first. didn't become good until 9. Like, let's make it clear. Every game before yeah, then sucked. those first three games, those first, the, the first, the arcade games aren't that great. I like some of the PS2, the 3D games, because I played with my uncle a lot. Um, so that's like where I got introduced to M-rated games because I just saw like dude get like fucking ripped apart. Yeah. Um, but nine, nine's like a masterpiece. I think nine's, nine's like an greatest. actually good nine, ten, and eleven are genuinely good ass games. Nine, nine is like one of the great. It's like maybe the greatest fighter, the, the, the greatest non-Smash fighter ever. Um, and then ten is just nine on PS4, which I I, I didn't love. I think a lot, a lot of the choices in, in ten are like Ugh. um eleven. Oh my god, one of the I waited like in line like at nine o'clock at GameStop for that game. I, that I, I I truly adore Mortal Kombat Nine. I'm oh, sorry, Eleven. Um, I don't like a lot of the, the choices that are that were made with um with the way it plays, but like that's like I could play that game. Not good at it, 
I'll get fucking washed online. Mm. Um, I'll get fucking washed against like a- any anyone who's like mildly good. But like I tr- I I know how to play that game. Um, I that injustice like one and two are like I know how to play those games because they all follow that I, same framework. I forgot to mention I own a, I own Injustice two on Steam and I fully intend on playing through it still because I heard the story is good and you should shit. you should play Injustice one first. Like ah. the story actually really does follow. You can get Injustice one for nothing these I, days. I, ha- so I own it on PS four. But they're I have pretty. A digital copy. You can beat the story mode without being good at fighting See, I've never games. Played, and... I've never played those story modes. I played the Mortal Kombat story modes because I yeah. Uh, Another realm just... has pretty good story oh, modes. Man. like god no no they're yeah. they they understand the thing is with, with the netherrealm fighting game because you he, you know when street fighter 6 came out everyone was sorry three out of five sorry when that came out everyone was kind of bummed about like how bare bones the package wasn't in, in total then you read about like you know the mortal kombat games by netherrealm like the recent ones they they're packed to the gills with like a bunch of shit they know what like people who are not gonna be going to tournaments want to do exactly. with fighting games because Mortal Kombat's like the one of the few fighting games that's like that. That's a, there's a crossover. There's like the, the I think the biggest crossover appeal of like any mainstream like fight like my fighting series. Everyone knows Mortal Kombat. Everyone yeah. knows like that. That Mortal series. Kombat people, and Smash Bros are like the fighting games for like people who who do not want to go to tournaments because they just give you so much shit to do that doesn't require you to get good at the game and go yeah. to a tournament or or play online mode and get your ass fucking dumpstered. You know what I mean? I mean that's like, why I'm excited about Street Fighter Six because I want to like. Where it has the more simplified inputs option and yeah. stuff like I that just want like a dedicated like pretty interesting like single player mode yeah like, I, like I just want to be able to pick one up and actually like you know check it out a little bit I, I've always wanted to get the Street Fighter specifically on Switch because they have all these collections specifically like the, the Street Fighter Two like compilation or like that's, like. I've always wanted to always Street Fighter to is the culture man like Street Fighter is is like fighting game culture revolves around street fighter in a way that's really hard to explain. Like it is a big deal that street fighter six matters, right? Like five, five being a, a, a fucking wet fish flopping onto the ground is, it, yeah, it was just devastating for fighting game fans. And yeah. It, it it's, as like an outsider looking in, it's kind of wild because like there were there have been other successful fighting games since Street yeah. Fighter Five came out, like uh, Dragon Ball Fighter, uh, Fighter Z. Uh, well, yeah, like Arxis has done wonderful. Arxis has done had, well. I mean, NetherRealm has done, done well, well but like, and, and like a lot of those games. Fucking sell Samurai than, Showdown came yeah. back, and King of That's, Fighters, like you know, like street, see, I'm a big fighting fighter game dude, is, so I can't play them competitively yeah. anymore. I just don't have the reflexes but I still love and play way too many of them. And I just pick them up and, and do whatever story content there is. And then like fuck around in training mode with all the characters kits to see what I can do. But yeah. Oh, so, but so yeah, what, like what else Street do you want to say about Evo? So there's a couple things. Um, first and, um, Imran Khan over at Fanbyte actually had a great like article and, and, and set of Twitter posts, tweets, Twitter posts is a very formal way to say that um, about <laughs> about the subject, but like Evo was exceptionally well run this year. They required vaccinations for every attendant. Um, like I, I believe no exceptions. Um, you got like arm banded when you provided proof of vaccination and you could not go anywhere without the armband. Um, And then they had like enforcers who made sure that people kept masked up on top of being vaccinated. So 
it was, it's not that fucking hard, right? But if you're going to get that many people together in a venue like that and into a, a giant exposition uh, for gaming, you can get press, content creators, competitors, all these types of folks together in one place, enthusiasts, like put the safety of your attendees first. And it's so wild to me that Evo got this so right so easily in a way that like Gamescom, PAX, GDC, all of these other events are are sometimes kind of flopping, right? Don't even get into fucking anime conventions that are just like, you know, hey, come on in. Bring the plague. Go right ahead. And anime and furry conventions that are like... Jesus. Well, look, furry conventions is a whole different story, but, um, but fucking anime cons, man, like, you might as well just... You might as well just give yourself smallpox before, <laughs> you know, when you go in there. But... And I think it's really important. Um, and I guess in that regard, I wanted to know what you all felt about that. I know that some of us are paying more attention to the, the con scene than others. I don't want to go back to, to a place like PAX until I feel safe. And, it, you know, it feels like Evo kind of sets the stage for, like, this is really how it should be done. Yeah, I don't really have anything other than add than it was nice to hear about somebody actually putting in the effort instead of like some of these other cons where like, well, people are just going to do things around it and then take their masks off anyway. Uh, like, it still seems like people, you know, my, putting it in the effort and putting in the work mm-hmm. actually did something. That That's my thing is like, I think the whole world said like, you know, the pandemic's still going on, but this is hard, so we all give up. So it's <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's nice that there's still some people and some organizations and some places that are like, yeah, it's it's hard, but we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying because, you know, it, it, it might help a little bit. So I, yeah. I respect that. Well, and like, you know, we need to see long term, right? Every one of these, you know, GDC came with people getting COVID. Um, you know, PAX came with people getting COVID. Like, like all these events just come with a certain certain bump afterwards. And it it is felt unavoidable. And I guess I would like to see if that bump happens again post Evo or if Evo can really what made, what made Evo different? That's the thing that, well, this isn't the enforce this shit, right? Like be vaccinated, remain masked at all times. We're going to enforce this. What I'm curious is what do you think made them enforce? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, yeah. yeah. Well, I think Sony is taking, cause it's Sony running it. So Sony, I think takes the shit very, remember when we were all making fun of Sony for pulling out of PAX East 2020. Yeah. Because that we thought they were overblowing COVID and like, (laughs) In the long term, God, I feel I like a dumb shit. Conference. Yeah, like, I brought everyone um, the fucking bubonic plague, and I'm sorry. I, I'm still convinced you all had COVID. I know you got, I know the tests. I know, yeah. uh, I'm for but, sure. God <laughs> damn. But yeah. but yeah, so I, I think Sony just is like, look, we're going to take this fucking seriously. Sony is a corporation, is significantly bigger, oh, Brits in chat, than like Reed Pop. Right. So like, I just think that like read pop can do their best, but Sony has a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. Sony has every reason to play it aggressively on the safe side, because also like, what are you going to do? Not go to Evo. (laughs) If you're a competitor, you're going to Evo. He's also really trying to endear itself to like the tournament scene and uh, competitive competitive gaming in a way that I don't think some of the other platform holders are. 
And, you know, obviously owning Evo is a big part of that, but they're really trying to endear themselves to that community um, and really show a level of professionalism and um, commitment to it. And I think I think they made a pretty big statement this year with with Evo. Sony's outreach was also really good because it seems to me right as somebody who pays some attention to Evo and somebody who is also at least partially connected to gaming Twitter um, that this year had a lot more journalists and content creators and influencers who were not necessarily fighting game folks going to Evo and invited to Evo, um, you know, and then coming back and talking about like the hype of fighting game culture. Well, and that's something I've even noticed. Like you had folks like Khalif, Khalif Adams and like Cam Hawkins going, who were, I don't think Cam went, but like people who are not necessarily like they may like fighting games, but their shtick isn't fighting games. Right. But they were brought because, and it's, you know what? I'm going to also say this. It seems like there's an awful lot of POC content creators and influencers who got invited to Evo and journalists. And I think it's very cool because the fighting game community's bread and butter is black and Hispanic players. If you just want to be honest. Yeah. And like, I mean, even to me, there was something about, how people talked about Evo this year, even among people that are really into fighting games that felt different. I am somebody Everybody's has, talking about and, like, Oh, maybe I should pick up this game and just give it a shot. Like, yeah. And like, cause like everything I've seen has been like, really like the FGC has kind of been very off putting to me with like constant trash talk and like, Oh, you're trash. You suck. You like, 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 like there, there's this whole like weird, like hype and like thing. And I know it's all just part of the culture and it's just, but, and it's, you know, just part of compet, you know, being competitive, but it's something that's always been really off putting to me about fighting the fighting game community. Um, and there was something that seemed a lot more communal about how people talked about Evo this year. And I don't know if it was just from, you know, not having it for a while and then finally having a proper in-person event or what. But there was something that made it like it finally kind of made me see, oh, there actually is a community here. It's not just a bunch of people like talking shit about each other. Like, um, Well, it feels like smart outreach, right? Because like it feels like like all it really takes is having, you know, more people talking positively about fighting games and what the genre means to them and what specific games mean to them. And to get people excited and show people cool shit to make people go, oh, yeah, like maybe this is something I will dip my toes back into. Right. And even if people don't like people talking, people talking positively is only good. So it just feels like Sony's approach has been very good for fighting games as a genre and very good for the FGC as a whole. Kind of bouncing off of that. And this is kind of tangentially or uh, related to Evo and Sony, but I, I think it is interesting. Um, so it's a bit more of a technical thing, but basically when the PS5 came out, um, you know, fighting game community is really into stats on like input latency and stuff like that. And PS5 was actually slower than a lot of other platforms, including uh, even the PS4 and PS4 Pro. And people were really nervous about Sony uh, taking over Evo specifically because of that, because obviously um you know they're gonna want stuff played on playstation um and they actually have been working directly a lot of the games affected were unreal engine games um not all of them but a good portion of them and 
updates have been rolling out for a lot of these games that have now made uh, PS5 the most responsive platform for them. Yeah, they've developed the, the like specific monitors and like yeah. headsets that are very clearly like esports oriented. And well, that 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 too. But I mean, this is just like something that I think it's specifically benefiting fighting games right now. But I think it'll probably actually benefit games across the board. Um, yeah, and for just sure. being more responsive on PS5 than they were before, which is a great benefit that like everybody, you know, playing games on the platform will get. And it comes from this, you know, relationship they have now with the fighting game community, which I think is really cool. Um, and I like seeing stuff like that, especially when you are, you know, a major platform holder. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying seeing the progress on that, and it seems like it really has paid off. Um, recently. Yeah. Now I guess kind of the last bit about Evo that I think is is kind of worth noting is Evo is always a big place for fighting game stuff to get announced, right? New fighting games have a tendency to get announced at Evo uh, if they're ready in time to be shown off at Evo. Um, oftentimes, new characters are shown off at Evo, which is like kind of the center of, of the hype cycle around fighting games is, you know, the, the reveal of characters leading up to release. And then that post launch content of like, who's coming next, which returning characters, you know, old school or reinvented what new characters are coming that, that are going to be like super, super hype. Um, and we had a couple of really interesting ones for a couple of major games at Evo that served, uh, it looks like kind of underserved uh, communities in gaming in a lot of ways. So Street Fighter VI revealed two characters. They they revealed uh, Jury, who's a returning character that um, horny bottoms the world over love. Uh, and then I, I don't know how else to put it, man. Like she's a, a crazy, psychotic, foot fetish dominatrix spider kick woman. I, don't, I mean, like what else? It's it's Street Fighter. Um, they also revealed Kimberly. Uh, and if you all have not seen, uh, I, I would I would suggest you look up like Street Fighter Six Kimberly real quick. The trailer is cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good character. Like the character looks like a lot of fun to play. Yada yada. But here's the thing: like surprisingly, despite the fact that Black and Hispanic players make up a huge, if not like the majority of the fighting game audience, there's a surprising lack of melanin in most fighting games. So Kimberly being a new like female black character. And then not just that, but also not being a fetishized, like white fetishized version of what a dark skinned woman would look like. And like, I'm gonna call Street Fighter out on this as much as I love it, because like Elena is there to live up to white standards of beauty, despite being an African character. Minot is the same thing. Minot is like for horny anime loving boys, right? Minot doesn't look like a black woman, but Kimberly looks like a shitload of black girls that I know. Uh, so of course nerds on the internet got mad that she's not sexy enough or whatever. Um, but I think it's very cool uh, of, of Capcom to recognize these kind of gaps and try to serve a broader audience. If people haven't seen the leaked street fighter six roster, it is like way better at serving a much larger. It's section. way more diverse, and also just the designs are really good in general. Yes, a lot of them are leaning into, yeah, breaking away from a lot of the conventions of, there's a lot less fucking blonde, blonde-haired white yeah. guys, which well, is just a, a Street Fighter Five problem in general. And I, I think Street Fighter, like, there was actually, like, a specific, I wish I could find the quotes quickly, because, um, you know, there was, like, a lot of 
there was some actual questions where they talked about like how how hip hop and like yeah um, like is like influencing street fighter it could six. not be and clearer. they specifically have said like this is a big part of our community this is a big part of people that like fighting games so we're making this a base that we're building off of yeah. for street fighter 6 and i just thought that was really cool because it's like a comp like it's clearly growing with your audience it's adapting a franchise to be with your audience but like not like and it's evolving it to fit um uh, which I think is really cool because it, it 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 feels you know kind of natural for Street Fighter yeah. to move in that direction too, given the community around it. So well, like, um, it, it seems like they're really cognizant of this and really trying to get some of it right. Yeah, well, like Street Fighter Three kind of accidentally hit that that like blending point. Yeah, of it, it's is that like Wu Tang fusion of like hip hop and kung fu kind of shit that like that struck a chord with Western fighting game fans who were already, again, overwhelmingly black and Hispanic. Um, and Street Fighter didn't really like stick to that because four was, was very like, Hey, we made Street Fighter two again. And then five was very like, Hey, we had a year to make a Street Fighter game. <laughs> but um, like six does feel like they went, okay, we know who our fan base is. We know, we see that this kind of aesthetic, this, this very like street, graffiti like hip-hop kind of aesthetic is underserved in fighting games in general and that it, it, it vibes with so many people that it's got just the right level of like kind of attitude for like something that is meant to be both competitive but also friendly um so yeah like that that's a big deal for street fighter 6 and they're they're doing a good job and kimberly looks excellent and I look forward to more of these characters getting revealed um so the other big one was uh guilty gear revealed a new not really a new character uh it's bridget bridget is a famous long-standing guilty gear character who was missing from the previous entry uh, bridget caused a bit of a shitstorm, uh mostly with the wrong kinds of folks so, so can you explain this because yeah let me explain I, like, this because the stuff hey, that they confirmed about bridget was what i just thought the character was right right so this is going to require some explanation um, Bridget originally and famously is, is a male character that dresses up like a female nun, otherwise known as a nun. Um, <laughs> like, um, there's, there's some bullshit story, like justification about like the town that they come from twins are a bad omen from God and the twins can't both be boys. So because the older twin was a, was, you know, because they were both born, you know, assigned male at birth that like Bridget had to be raised as a girl to not get exiled. Uh, and the, the parents revealed to them the, the truth that they were actually a boy at a certain age. And like, it's bullshit because it was just story justification to have like in, in the, when did guilty gear X hit? Was that like, that's, early two thousands, right. To yeah, have a character so. who got to be like a boy and a girl, right? Like in Japan's not always been very good about this stuff. <laughs> Love to Daisuke Ishiwatari, the, the head of guilty gear, but like, you know, um, and the thing is Bridget was really popular with kind of the worst crowd in the early days of the internet, to be honest with y'all. Um, I don't know if we have any former 4chan lurkers around here. I'm I'm ashamed to say that I was early in the site's life cycle, but like those folks were fucking in love with Bridget. 
And the whole point of it was that you'd be like, you know, you, you'd be into Bridget, like, oh, she's pretty or like, oh, she's sexy, whatever. And then like, psych, there's a penis. Like it's rooted in what we now recognize as pretty blatant transphobia, even if the character was not really trans in game. But we didn't talk about trans people in 2001, right? Like it was all the same shit. Cross dressers and trans people were the same thing to most human beings on the planet at that time, unfortunately. Um, and it's been kind of messy. And what, you know, like I said, the character was missing from the previous game, presumably because he didn't know what to do with this character. Um, but Bridget came back and Bridget is now canonically a trans woman. Uh, that is in fact, the point of their story is them coming to terms with their struggle with their own gender identity and being born into a male body and raised and socialized as a girl from a young age, but then revealed the truth while they were young and kind of working out where they feel they belong. And they've decided that they are a woman. That's the point of their story. It's a big deal. Trans women are, are like in love with the fact that they have some representation in fighting games. Um, but of course there's been backlash. I want to make it clear not all the backlash has been, like, the bad backlash. There's genuinely, like, gender non-conforming cis men who... I, I fucking refuse to use the term femboy. I'm sorry. The word is too rooted in fetishization, and, and, and like, I'm not doing that. But there are genuinely, like, gender non-conforming men who, like you know, having a femme appearance and, and dressing femme, but still being cis men who felt some level of representation with Bridget and that's gone. Um, and, and I do get that. Uh, but the bulk of the backlash has been fucking horny weirdos on the internet that don't like, and, and you know that all the people oh, well. with like anime avatars that yeah. talk about, by the way, like John went through some of the people I, I said something on Twitter and had, of course got swarmed. And like, if you look through these people's mentions, a lot of them are like, you know, liking and, and sharing like fucking lowly con and fucking incest porn and shit. And it's like, this is exactly why I don't care. What oh, so people... the, the scholars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> your average anime fan. Because um, the scholars. <laughs> yeah. But um, God, it, it fucking sucks enjoying some anime because I share the space with these fucking people. But um. You know, it's it's just been kind of weird. And like. I, the backlash has sucked shit and those types of people, the fucking anime avatars can eat my well-washed asshole. But. Like, I, I do, I get that there are some 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 gender nonconforming men who found. Some similarity in Bridget, which is a character that admittedly has not been relevant in, in a in a hot minute, like you fuckers have fucking what's their name? Astolfo from Fate. Like you're fine. You have multiple cat boys that are drawn just as girls that you can hyperfixate over. Um God, I'm trying not to be a bitchy queer, but like But it's a bigger deal for trans women to have that representation than cis men who want a non-conforming aesthetic. Because in the end, you're still cis men you are still more privileged in society than trans women. And like, by the way, the same folks who want trans women to remain invisible 
are the same folks who are not going to approve of cis men in dresses either. Right? Like, who is out there being like, now, trans women I don't like, but if a boy wants to wear a flowery dress, that's just fine with me. I don't know why he's also an old-timey prospector. But, um... Now, thankfully, a lot of the backlash against Kimberly, the Street Fighter character, got kind of overshadowed because it turns out the exact same people who are mad about black people in video games are the same people mad about trans people in video games. Funny how that works. Um, what a thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they just got <laughs> more pissed off over the trans girl than they did over the black girl. But at this time, anyway. But um, for all of that, it was just really cool to see where like the biggest character reveals out of Evo this year were to two drastically underserved audiences that, that tend to deeply love fighting games. Um, you know, so Evo is good shit. Fighting games, good shit. And it's okay. If you suck at them, that's, that's what I got. Bustin, you want to talk about unity? <laughs> so so okay we're, we're now we get unity. now we get to the full-blown okay. shit talking part of now, the podcast okay, we're, okay i did my social justice ranger so, monologue and now so there's basically been three things over the past couple weeks that have come up with unity see uh, i only knew the most recent one but so i'm, oh, I'm glad oh, you're no. you, here you, you kind of need the background of the other two because it Basically, it seems like Unity is very desperate for money. Uh, um, and Fucking so, me too. <laughs> yeah, but you're not one of the two biggest That's game true. engines. I'm, I'm not fucking John Riccatello. Yeah, so John Riccatello, uh, you know, announced recently that, that Unity is actually going to be merging with um, a company that does basically monetization and like in in-app purchases for a lot of like mobile games um and they're going to be integrating a lot of stuff about planning monetization directly into unity um and basically had a statement where he said if you're not uh if you're not planning on if you're not planning on monetization at the earliest stages of game development you're a fucking idiot of course john fucking riccatello Multiple no, time former way, CEO of EA. He used, he used the words "fucking idiot." How, what 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 has to be fucking wrong with you to be <laughs> the 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 head of EA, right? And and run that company into the ground and leave and come right back and do it again. Yeah. My God. So obviously, what a fail, a lot, son. A lot of developers that make you know artsy independent titles that are being made just for the art of it um are built on unity and it alienated a lot of developers that work directly on unity Uni he made a stupid like notes app apology or whatever <laughs> it's always the notes app <laughs> it wasn't the notes app but it was it was it's basically the same that shit. kind of it's thing. the same shit was sorry yeah, Justin, pepsi was instead this, of coke so did this go through was this that app loving deal Okay, so this that's okay. the second thing. Oh my god. So, uh this company called App Lovin. I, uh, I Googled it because my you first thought was McLovin. Your name it's to App Lovin? On the Wikipedia page it explicitly <laughs> says they are not like they did not name it after McLovin. Uh for Super <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up their um, Wikipedia page yeah, right so, now. So, so basically App Lovin has come into the picture 
and Applovin has offered to buy Unity under the condition that they do not merge with the previously mentioned monetization service. Applovin is also a monetization service. I don't the, know how that's going to go. The, Something the, tells so me that's probably not going to happen. The Wikipedia page. So the first, <laughs> the first like set of lines in history do say that it's not. It's definitely not named after the character from Superbad. But the second paragraph opens with the company operated in stealth mode until 2014. You know, yada yada yada. Before emerging from stealth mode, and I just got to know, like stealth mode's not like some official and frequently used piece of corporate jargon, right? <laughs> this is... <laughs> um, yeah, no. So basically, yeah, this company has offered to buy, uh, buy more than 50% of the, sh of the voting shares for Unity at an 18% uh, premium over their stock price with the stipulation that they do not go through with the previously announced merger that they're that they said they were going through with which is like that's 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 a mess in its own sense i love that there are voting shares and non-voting shares because mm -hmm. companies as a concept were a failure anyway yeah, yeah, no, like, it's literally, like, they're not buying over 50% of the shares, but they're buying over 50% of the voting shares, so they would own the company. Yeah, it, it's dumb. Um, and then, today, we just recently found out that Unity has taken a multi-million dollar deal uh, from the American government uh, at, for defense contracts. And, uh, so, yeah... You, yeah, it's a multi-million dollar contract to help the U.S. government with defense. Uh, that's that's the details that we know about that. So, yeah, Unity's been uh, not looking so great to a lot of the people that use Unity. Um, I think that's kind of the big thing. Like, I mean, you look at all this stuff and it's all just a lot of bad corporate bullshit. But, like... Think about the, the the developers that work on Unity and make Unity games. It's not a lot of the big AAA guys. It's a lot of independent developers that are able to quickly get something up and running. A lot of the stuff done on Unity is done... Well, okay, there's also the people that just buy a couple assets off the App Store well, and then throw was, it on Steam for $10. I mean, sure, I was going to say, but maybe that's the problem, is, is uh, noted uh, business smart boy... John Riccatello. Uh am I pronouncing his name right? I don't give a shit. He doesn't yeah, deserve I, I, that I, I, respect. I, I, I uh right. yeah, fucking gargle my sack, John Riccatello. Um <laughs> take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. But um it, it went well, you know what? We got all these like fucking indie games that sell for like ten and fifteen dollars and have no microtransactions. And really the problem is we don't have enough shitty mobile games with predatory practices. Yeah, it's oh, it just it just sucks. Like there are a lot of de development teams right now that are wishing they could or thinking about jumping ship from Unity because of all these um announcements and it's going to be really interesting to see where things go um in the future because Unity's al already been struggling up against the juggernaut that is Unreal Engine. Um, I think there was a recent, like, <laughs> there was a recent announced stat 
that like something like 50% of the games announced for like next gen consoles or something are running on Unreal or something like that. Like it's it's huge. Um and they're getting more involved. Good-ass engine. It, yeah. But I mean they're also getting more involved even in like TV and stuff like Mandalorian uses Unreal Engine for the We sets. fucking use Unreal Engine at the TV station I work at for graphics generation. <laughs> oh, really? Like we do. Our our graphic designers all of our like animations at this point are made not in stuff like After Effects, not in stuff like like they're made in in un, well, I mean we make the models in, but like it's it all animated in Unreal Engine. Like yeah. yeah. So I mean, Unity when you is see our struggling. furry mascot telling people about snow on the roads, that commercial was made <laughs> in Unreal. Because <laughs> my yeah, station like, does have multiple furries in the top floor. <laughs> like Unity is just basically they're they're just going for the quick they're going for a quick buck for the solution to their problems instead of like talking to the development community and figuring out what they need to do to make their engine more appealing to a wider swath of games basically that's just where it is but yeah it it's a bummer it's a real bummer oh also i they also did a huge round of layoffs a couple months after saying there would under no circumstances be layoffs i fucking love that that could be like fourth on a list of not necessarily in severity just like that's the amount of shit going on with unity I mean, that was a couple weeks ago. All this other stuff was in, like, the past week. I mean, my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a bad month for Unity. <laughs> what happens if I just Google search Unity Engine right now I mean, and go to the, and go to the, the news store. tab? Oh, not good. Um, but, yeah, no, this shit. But this shit where they're going to work with the, the, um, the U.S. Army and, like, various defense agencies is like what are they going to design like user interfaces for drones so we can fucking bomb more weddings like what's i mean most likely it's gonna be like simulation training stuff yeah but but like yeah it it just always sucks when actual like game companies are brought for in for that instead of just like Um, you know i just did what derek did i Google News Unity, uh, Mercedes-Benz is changing their operating system to be Unity-powered starting in 2024. Well, that's weird. What? <laughs> How does that work? I don't work? think that would be a great choice, but No, okay. I did not see that coming. <laughs> like, is it the same Unity? Yeah. It has to Uni- be. Unity Engine will power their infotainment uh, system of uh, the Mercedes-Benz. It really just seems uh, like Rick fucking... Um, rickety fucking cricket is like looking for any business deal he can whether it makes sense or not there's no way unity's flexible enough to be like your car's entertainment system and also designing like targeting systems for fucking warheads and also a game engine like yeah it's it's just a they're literally just taking money from anybody that will give it to them and also, is it a I'm sinking really, ship, do you think? Like, and they're just looking for any money to keep afloat? I think so. I, I really think that they had no plan to counter, especially like Unreal Engine 5 um, and stuff, because, I mean, they already put out a roadmap that says that they are almost ready to ship several major things that were, like, the key complaints about Unreal Engine 5. Like, Epic's getting ready to fix those things 
relatively early in the life of Unreal Engine 5. Like, I, and like, Unity's been struggling to get there, like, there's like a high-end version of Unity that is like the high graphics That is the funniest phrase I've heard all fucking day. The (laughs) high-end version of Unity. I, I forgot what the actual abbreviation it's, but it's, it's essentially like, oh, if you want to make a big AAA game, this is the one you'll use. It's the one they make all their cool tech demos and stuff in. That is not cool Unity tech demo. Huh? I've never seen a cool Unity tech demo. No, there's there's actually a couple really good ones in the past couple years. Uh, they're they're actually really cool shorts. Um, (laughs) but I mean that that's here not there. The it works for making a tech demo. The actual making a game (laughs) on that is like I think Escape from Tarkov is the only game that has actually released using that and Tarkov is still kind of held together with duct tape. Um, so yeah, they haven't been able to get that off the ground. And I think not being able to get that going has been one of the things that has really held them back because they can't be like, look at this awesome triple a game and it's running on unity. Uh, or anything. Well, they just can't get it was off the made ground. on Unity. Fucking Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were made in Unity. What? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I mean, those games also look like they're like original DS games, kind of. But despite being remakes of original DS games, I'm I'm exaggerating. But yeah, woof. Yeah, the list of games made in Unity is like there is some stuff, right? I mean, Ori. There's, some, there's some good games. That Ori made was made it. in uh, Unity. Looks like both Ori games. And like, those are yeah. good. I don't know. Tony Stewart's you... sprint car racing. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. It's just like Unity kind of used to be like, I mean, they were big, but like compared to Unreal, they were like this um, scrappy underdog. Kinda, kinda that people rooted for and was like really in line with indie devs, and the past couple months have really killed that reputation. Yeah. Fucking uh, run your company to the ground, speedrun strat. <laughs> Sign a deal with the fucking DOD. <laughs> yeah, he's not oh. quite Phil Harrison level, but Riccatello's <laughs> up there. Oh God, Phil Har. Okay, like. I don't if you aren't familiar with Phil Harrison, he was one of the heads of PlayStation during the PS3 era. Then he was one of the heads of Xbox during the early Xbox One era, and then he ran Stadia. That's quite, <laughs> like, I, I quite just the need resume. you all to know what <laughs> Phil Harrison's job job like his entire career has been. Are you sure what like is he a stealth Nintendo agent that was just yeah. sent in? <laughs> Just, just Phil Harrison is like, what's the what's the fucking one analyst? Pactor, Michael yeah. Pactor, like Phil Harrison, like takes advice from Michael Pactor on his career choices. Like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, and I have a feeling things are gonna get worse before they get better. Delaby said he has a st- he also had a stint at Atari, I believe. Which great. Oof. I mean, I mean, Atari these days. Atari hasn't been a good name to be attached to since the 1980s. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like Atari these days still exists, so that like 
boomer websites can run an argument like Atari's going out of business and people are like, oh my God, you're going out of business when everybody that follows video games is like, Atari hasn't gone out of business right. yet? And so, and so they can sell cheap little like plug and play console yeah. in a boxes. On a, on yeah. They gotta, we, they, they gotta like have, there needs to be a podcast with like every single one of these executives. They gotta get Don Matrick, Phil Harrison, um, I don't know, uh, all these guys. Fucking I mean, worst Harrison executives in gaming. Work together on the Xbox like One. That's a dream squad. team. Straight up, put all these guys together in like a panel, like hosted by like, again, like hosted by some, like, please. Keely needs to get them together. He needs to yeah. get all these like awful like uh, all these awful guys together and like it's the fucking talk. bad gaming executive Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna save uh they're gonna save the uh, the Intellivision. Yeah 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 yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah they they're gonna work on the Intellivision and Miko. They're gonna ask bring him, it. Gonna ask bring him it ask him what we got to do to get fucking ColecoVision to come back like. <laughs> <laughs> the Magnavox Odyssey will come back. It's up to it's up to Phil Harrison. He, like, who? What? Stadia shut down now. He he has time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stadia is definitely not shutting down. You guys, definitely not. Didn't they put out that like? Yeah, the statement that was like, "We're not going anywhere," and it's like, okay, bud, <laughs> you're a Google product, so yes, you are. But yeah, no, I mean, it, they they might not have been told that they're. <laughs> <laughs> he is the only everyone up top everyone up top at stadium is like they're in denial everyone like in in, in development is like are you looking for other jobs well i yeah. mean the, the thi- i so this is a funny i mean we're way off topic now but i mean yeah. the main thing is just we're having fun fuck shit right now but okay so i remember i made a tweet that was criticizing stadia a couple years back and some site called Stadiophobia quote t- tweeted me and like tried to sick its followers on me. And then like two of them had like a half-hearted attempt at coming at me. <laughs> when you say two, and, and you mean all of their followers. Yeah, right? all of them. Yeah, that was probably all of them. But it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, I wasn't even mad. I'm like, okay, yeah, bring, bring it. Bring it, Stadiophobia <laughs> account. You got to respect it. You got to respect that hustle. Straight up. You know what? I would much rather get attacked by the Stadia crowd than, than any PlayStation or Xbox fan. Like, if you see like a Google uh, profile picture on Twitter, stay the fuck away from us. <laughs> <laughs> um, the iconic but Stadia yeah, that, that one was really funny because I just I just laughed, and also I was completely right. <laughs> <laughs> oh that that was Phil Harrison's uh, alt account. Oh <laughs> 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 <What that was. laughs> oh my god y'all i I mean i think we're kind of just we've run out of things to do but this has been a fun show i've needed some good laughing we had like some cool shit and we got we got to dunk on some some weirdos which is always good which is always good um i don't know like we might as well just call it like we could we could vamp for eight minutes or we could just call it uh, we can, uh, why don't we do one quick thing here? All right. Uh, hey, if you got a, we, you got something. We probably let's do go. this from time to time. Why don't we just uh, each give one thing we're kind of excited about? Oh, there like, we go. Next week, few weeks, a month, whatever. Like what? Yeah, uh, let's say within the next month. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know, Justin. What are you excited about in the next month, games wise, 
or anything. You know, I'm looking like forward to Last of Us Part One. It'll be nice to replay that game again. You know, I mean, I've played it eight times, but hey, this one will be a little bit different because it'll have a new coat of paint on it. So, um, you ready for fucking discourse for no goddamn I'm, reason? I, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to check out of it entirely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, honestly, that series has almost become Star Wars level of I really love this and I can't talk about it with anybody. <laughs> um, but I mean, I am looking forward to that. But let's see. What else is isn't Splatoon 3 coming out relatively soon? September uh, 9th. Yeah, that's the I have it in Fantasy Critic. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. OK, then I'm looking forward to Splatoon. I haven't played much on my Switch in a while, actually. But I so like during the pandemic, there was just one week I was really bored because this was I was. This was when I was in my apartment, unemployed. I was like five months unemployed at the at this point, alone in my apartment, and I just picked up Splatoon two, and it was delightful. They're great games. So They've happy. got great single player modes. They're fun to play online. There's the vibes are excellent. I might get Splatoon three just because I miss the boat in Splatoon two, and I love online shooters so much that the, and this seems like my jam. Considering I love uh, I love Jet Set Radio and I love shit like that. And like I, the the single player stuff is really cool. And like I played part of the expansion, but the expansion was really hard. I didn't finish. Yeah. I wasn't able to finish it. Um, but like also, I really like how they kind of merge platforming and traversal and stuff. So yeah, I guess I'm really looking forward to Splatoon Three. Also, Splatoon nice. Three has him, the yeah. big man, the big man, <laughs> the big man. Love the big man. <laughs> Respect the big man. Um. I'll, I'll go next. So I'm really looking, and I didn't realize it was coming this soon. I guess I don't know why time got a, away from me, but I'm really excited for the new Saints Row, y'all. Yes, bro, like, that's my most anticipated. I game love. I mean, there's other stuff Isn't this that year. Like next week or something. It's the 23rd. It's the oh, 23rd. Like but yeah, it's weeks. coming soon. And like Saints Row Three was like my favorite open world game. Of the I love Saints Row Three. Oh, God. The, the everything from like jumping out of a helicopter to Kanye's power to like the actual yes. the toilet bit where also, you're like playing it's a, it's it's like look Grand Theft here's the thing like I Grand Theft Auto still plays worse than Saints Row Saints yeah. Row three plays better than Grand Theft Auto five the driving is better the gunplay is better like it is a better game to play, it, it, which is fucked to say. Because it's like a, it's like they they got the best elements of like arcadey third person shooters and like arcadey racing games and meshed them together. Because like the driving plays like Burnout, even down to like the way the the road. Yeah, the, it's it's surprisingly good good driving mechanics. Yeah, remember I, when we got that amazing Saints Row Three remaster that no one asked for out of nowhere I and know. it was actually pretty so good. good. It was like basically a full remake. I, I, re yeah. I reviewed it and I'm like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> God. And like Saints Row 2 was excellent. Like I love Saints Row 2. I love Saints Row 3. I even like Saints Row 4, even if I thought Saints it Row went kind of in the wrong direction. I like, played 3 and 4. Like, Which one is 3, three is and that? 4 were ones that I basically ended up. I think it was one they did one of those things where like, oh, the new one's coming out in a month or two. So we're gonna put it on PlayStation Plus. And so I basically played through like I marathon three and then I bought four right when it came out and then just kept on going. And it yeah. was awesome. I've only done that with a few games ever. I think Borderlands is another one that that I did it with. I, yeah, shit. I forgot that new Saints Row is out soon. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to afford it, but I, I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's good. I'll get to it eventually. I believe it'll be good. Mm -hmm. I do. 
Um, but yeah, just Saints Row. Saints Row is going to be good. I love Saints Row 3. I mean, I love, like I said, I love 2 as well. Um, and seeing that this is something that's kind of in between 2 and 3 in terms of its like level of escalation, right, is, I mean, is like a sweet spot. They and had you to pull have it to, back but that's that's point. where Saints Row needs to be. Saints yeah. Row needs to live in the like Archer zone. You yeah. know what I mean in terms of like level of escalation and bullshit. I, it needs to. It need, now it needs to work its way back up to like the Looney Tune stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a new, it's a new generation. We had we we only had one Saints Row game in the PS3 or PS4 era. You know, and that was Saints Row Four technically. No, not even because that was like a, no, that they were was just remasters. Game. Yeah, so so this is like all right. They gotta build their way back up to like the the, the over the top stuff, and I, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. God, oh my god. God, that fucking game. So that's that's what it is for me. Is Saints Row in the next month or so? Like, there's also a little SD Gundam game that looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. But look, I'm a Gundam whore. I will do terrible <laughs> things for that franchise. I'm I'm I will fully admit that, but. Saints Row is going to be so good. Are you, are, are you going to grab uh, Spider-Man on PC? I know that's out tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, I like almost 100%ed Spider-Man okay. and Miles yeah, Morales. Yeah, I, I don't have... Yeah, Blaine's like, I would call, call me a Gundam slut. Not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going to make John watch some of the original 1970s show. And I bet he'll like it. But so anyway. you're, a Gundam, you're a Gundam exhibitionist. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I need other people to see. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for uh, probably going to get back into Final Fantasy 14 at the end of the month. There's the next. Oh, yeah. uh, so they, they always release five big patches in between expansions. So this will be the second one. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I always take time off. It's like the kind of game where like I'm not big into the MMOs. I play for the story. I don't need to grind out all the highest gear. I enjoy doing a little bit of the grind just to get a taste of some of the high-end dungeons and things like that. Um, then I'm like, eh. So I've been out of the game for a few months, um, but they are, they're bringing back, uh, or they're bringing in, I should say, uh, it's called Island Sanctuary. It's basically their equivalent of Animal Crossing. It's solo content, and it sounds super chill. I don't know if it'll be good because it's their first crack at it, and it's an MMO, but you're like, hey, you know what? Like, You got to try what it. What do I have to I, lose? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a, good, it's a good opportunity just for me to get back in and play the uh, these two patches of story content because it's, you know, the end walker was like the end of a 10 year story. It was like, you know, it was like the end game. So I'm like, I mean, I'm interested to finally get a taste of like where they're going next. Now you're so, on um, to final fantasy 14 phase four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Yeah. CJ is, is it Saints Row for you as well? Or it's Saints Row. And then, um, obviously the, the, the biggest one, the absolute like biggest game of 2022 is Pac-Man world repacked. I'm so <laughs> fucking excited for that game. Um, I've never played a, pla- a Pac-Man platformer, and I'm so mad that it took. This- I haven't either. I- like, I'm curious. That to one see- stood out to me. I haven't played like hardly any Pac-Man games. I'm like, I would fuck with this. I love. I, okay, I love Pac-Man. To de- I love the original Maze game. I love this Pac-Man also because it's like one of the few games my dad and I played when I was younger. Um, man, Pac-Man. I am so excited. For- I, 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 anytime we get that a new 3D platformer, I eat it up. I played KO the Kangaroo for review. Love that shit. I absolutely love that shit. So that's it. That and Saints for like the two big things. Yeah. Is this new Pac-Man like a new game or is it a remaster? It's a remake, remake of... It's a repack, like a, Justin. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a remake of like... It's a PS1 game, right? Yeah, so Pac-Man World was a PS1 game. It's on PS3 via the store for like five bucks. I never bought it. Okay, I I played the one, I played one that was on the GameCube. 
that it wasn't Pac great. Pac-Man two, Pac-Man World two or three. I, I haven't played. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was either it. two or three. It, I was not particularly a fan of it, but maybe, a lot of people have fond memories. So that was the day, you know. was the day Pac, uh, Justin's like, "Fuck Pac-Man." Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck Pac-Man. All my homies hate Pac-Man. <laughs> it's on site. It's on site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's for me. Uh, folks, I don't have the super long, you know, exit speech that John has. We have a Discord. Please join it. It's a good community. We talk about all kinds of good stuff. We have a strong moderation team that keeps the Discord friendly to all different types of folks. Uh, we just posted the link to that. Jeff just posted the link to the Patreon. Uh, you can support us either by subscribing here on Twitch or by tossing us a little money on Patreon. All of our content content is free. We're never going to gate anything. Uh, that money just helps us to travel. It helps us buy new equipment. Uh, CJ needs a new mic. Uh, we, honestly, we could get a couple different folks some lights. Uh, we're all traveling together in October to John's house to do this big like charity fundraising multi-day event and that's gonna cost money because some of us got fly and those of us who don't have to fly have to pay for gas so like you help us there so uh we really appreciate the support but it's not necessary and i don't want to guilt you into it um i don't think i have anything else uh is there any other housekeeping notes i guess that's a no well then folks thank you thank you for spending your time with us tonight have a wonderful rest of your night and remember in the immortal words of our uh, terrible, terrible game dad, kindness costs nothing. <laughs>